0: It is another edition of Making Money, the show with the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, a retired broadcaster. Ron and I have been friends for, well, well over 30 years. We got together and decided, you know, we should really do something about investing and try to educate people a little bit more and how they go about doing it. If you've never been an investor, how do you get started? So that's where we're going on this one particular show, Ron. And we might break this into a couple of parts if you are going to think about investing, a lot of people say, well, I can do this myself. I can be a day trader. That's all well and good. We've been down that path on previous shows, and we've discussed some of the pitfalls that can come your way when you do that. So the question becomes,
1: well, do I need an advisor to help me out in this respect? And that's a question that what we've done is we've broken it down into uh, 7 a checklist of seven different things and you go through them one at a time and if you check the boxes off by the time you get to number seven which uh, we'll be running this over two shows it should get you to the point where you really understand your own limitations and frankly the limitations of the investment community so we're going to go through them one at a time here, and this is crucial because you might be good enough to do it yourself, but you might not. And it's important to understand the variables involved in the decision-making process. So why don't we get going on this? Here? Okay, the first one that you want to
0: talk about, if you're, if you're thinking about hiring an advisor and you you got the advisor pool over here or you're thinking, I'm going to do it myself, You have to talk about the level of fees
1: that are involved here. This is probably going to take a little bit of legwork for you because typically there's products that have fees that are hidden in them, right? So one of the areas that has extraordinarily high fees hidden in it are insurance. So some of the exotic insurance policies can have fees of 5, 6, 7%, some less and some will put you in funds that have higher fees. It's important to sit down with the the person that you're going to be dealing with, especially in the area that you're going to concentrate your investments is in. Are you going to have a managed account and just buy stocks and bonds? Are you gonna have insurance in that portfolio? Is it gonna be mutual funds? Is it going to be ETFs? So. Each one of these areas has an entirely different fee structure. And sometimes what you'll find in your portfolio is that you're going to have some ETFs, you'll have some stocks, you'll have some bonds, you'll have some insurance. Usually if you've got a managed account, they charge you a certain percentage, but you have to go and look because they'll charge you like maybe a 1% management fee on the total value of your assets. Or it could be staged on the first half million. They'll charge you one and a half, one and, percent, a half and, and then the next uh, 500000 drops to one and a quarter and then one. So you need to sit down and actually calculate this out. And especially some of the things that are a little more opaque. You need to take the time to find out exactly how much are you paying for these services. And the reason I say that is because we are in a world right now where investments... Likely will have lower rates of return going forward, and let me explain that two ways. Number one, fixed income. When you've got bonds yielding almost zero, if you're paying a one or two percent management fee for you're a bond going portfolio, in, you're
0: going in the ditch.
1: Yeah, you're you're absolutely going in the ditch. And typically, when markets get high like they are now, where you're looking at the price to sales multiple, the price to earnings multiple, the price to book, all the basic metrics that we use in the industry to tell you how expensive the market is. When the market is cheap, you've got upside, you know, lots of upside in stocks. But historically, if you go back and look at markets valued where they are for the next 10 years, Returns aren't so great because you're starting at a very high point, And when earnings are going down and you get write-offs, you get asset values dropping, earnings dropping. And of course, when you're at lofty multiples anyways. So let's say going forward, we don't have quite the returns. Maybe we get 3 or 4%. Well, you have to ask yourself if you've got a portfolio where you're paying maybe 2 or maybe 3 depending on, on your, the costs, or even if you're paying one and a half and you're only getting half a percent or one percent or two percent return, you just have to sit down and do the math. Is the level of fees literally will it justify my returns? So if it looks like your fees are gonna eat up a lot of your returns, well you either have to change your investment style or you have to look at getting the costs down by finding cheaper alternatives. So what
0: you're saying is if the markets are going to be a little bit stagnant, and we've been waiting for some kind of a correction, we've been talking about this for quite some time now, because the market is high, especially down in the States. And leading up to the election, it's maybe going to back down a little bit. Post-election, it could back down even more. Depending on who we get in. And of
1: course, the markets really are at the same levels they were at two years ago. They've kind of gone sideways here.
0: So if if you're saying that your fees are overriding your return, then you have to change your strategy. Instead of paying for a managed account, maybe you just buy a bunch of stocks that you like, that you think have growth potential down the road, and you
1: sit on them. Is that what your advice is? Uh, Absolutely. And not only is it how much are you going to make, you've got to look at not only the level of fees and can you hire someone who can navigate well enough to keep you from losing a lot. So if if you're going to be in the markets and the markets went down 56%, would it be worthwhile paying someone 1%? and uh, maybe you had a loss of 10 or 15, probably worth it because on the upside, you're going to make a lot of money. So you, you want to look at your level of fees in your expected returns over the longer term and make sure that there's still some profit in it left for you is what this whole exercise involves. you got to do your homework. If you're going to, if
0: you're going to hire somebody as an advisor, you got to talk about fees up first. Then you have to talk about what sort of advice is this person offering me? What's their background? What's their
1: status on how they invest? And this can be highly subjective because there's all kinds of advisors out there. There's advisors who, frankly, they invest your money, so they buy stocks and bonds. There's others that invest in, in mutual funds or insurance. And then there's all the ancillary services they offer, and that would include retirement planning so if you're finally come into money because let's face it, a lot of people they spend most of their life paying off their home and getting their little ankle biters through school married off and finally that's when they've got some free cash flow to save which is later on in life and all of a sudden when you're later on in life you've got all these big issues like How do I set up retirement accounts, retirement planning? Will I have enough to retire? Um, How should I structure my estate for my kids to make it efficient, make it easy for them to handle? Uh, Should I have insurance? And the list goes on and on. If you've got a business or you've got a farm or you've got assets that you're going to split up among the kids, these are all complicated issues. And I mean, you can approach it a la carte. You know, uh, Gord, you could go to your accountant and get, some of that advice and go find yourself a financial planner and, and maybe get some advice. Talk and, to
0: your lawyer. Yeah, talk it. to your
1: lawyer and, and just a la carte this out. But in, in some cases, you'll find that the depth of the products and the people behind them in estate planning and tax and budgeting and insurance, they've got a deep bench. And sometimes if you look at your combined cost of going out and a la carting all these services, you know, it's like going out for dinner. And you'll find on the menu a four-course meal. And generally, you get a a 10 or 15% discount than if you a la carte off the menu. So check the breadth of services and take a little bit of time to figure out, you know, is it going to be cheaper just to pay a little bit more in fees and deal with one place that has knowledge of all my investments rather than, you know, if you've got all these different and, uh, people that you're going to, a, a tax guy, a lawyer, and and a financial planner, uh, they all need to sit down together and talk and the, get in the same room and get on the same page with your, your money, especially if you've got a significant amount. Whereas if you've got it in at one place, it's much easier because the, the, the circle is much closer. Everybody is, is a team and they're dealing with one another. So there's a lot of issues here to consider. But, you know, look at the depth of services uh, that these these companies offer because even if you pay a little more in fees up front it might be a little cheaper for you
0: well on that and just thinking back to the the original premise of this am i going to do this myself or am i going to hire somebody when you think you're going to do it yourself there are so many issues involved here that you have to be aware of it almost is it seems like the right thing to
1: do is to get somebody else to look after it for you. A lot of people in the investment industry do their own taxes because they feel that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at tax stuff all the time. I'm very familiar with it. I have done my own taxes since 1978. Uh, I've got uh, a guy I use. Even with what I know about taxes, which is considerable, I save money by going to him just simply because i get more deductions from him than i'd find on my own there's just always a few things that at least pay for his fees and frankly it takes a lot of the load off me so in many cases doing it yourself can cost you a lot of money especially tax wise if you got irs knocking on your door or you've done a legal maneuver and you haven't bothered running it up the flagpole by your by your lawyer so you know you want to take the time cuz The world's gotten to be a very, very complicated place. And having uh, brain trust on your side that can help you with your problems, that's worth something. Okay, let's talk about the
0: advisor's skill level. (laughs) I guess there's nothing wrong with talking to a young person who's recently graduated from university, maybe has done a, a postgraduate thing, has a master's degree in economics. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you really need the skill of somebody with some years of experience behind you, or is that an unfair equation I'm talking about?
1: Well, I think that uh, the quality of the person in the industry has gone up a lot over the last few years. I mean, the standing joke used to be, "I'll take uh, your money and my experience and turn it into my money and your experience." Yeah, <laughs> you know, you'd end up in the washing machine and just go from spinning in, in and out of one event investment uh, into another. And after a year or two, you find out that virtually all your money's gone. The quality has gone up a lot since then. And so you want to find out how good that advisor is because number one, we, we talked about the fact that you're going to be paying fees. You're going to be paying fees for all this stuff. And so you have to make sure that the level of returns that you're getting minus the fees, there's a net in it for you, and obviously the bigger the better. So you want to shop around to find someone that, over the long term, has made money. And you want to look just not only in the good times scored because typically, if you look at ads in the paper, often the returns are engineered so that you're seeing the when the market's turned up, they'll tell you their two-year return or whatever. You know, you want to go on online uh, or you want to get some documentation that shows that how they did not only over the last two or three, but how do the how well do they do when markets are going down? Like 2007 to 2009, when the market went down 56%, how well did they do? Because it's easy to make money when- Things are good. Things are good. It is tough not to lose a lot of money when things are bad. So you wanna assess their skill levels, and so not only the skill levels of their of the advisor, but especially with, where the area that you're going to and you really need to, to lean on, the tax uh, experts, the estate planners, those kind of people. And usually if you have a chance to sit down with them, you can find out really quickly their level of expertise because there's some people that have a designation, uh, the advice is terrible. And so you need to do the referencing like we talked about how to find an investment advisor you know talk to your lawyer talk to your accountant talk to people that can give you advice on where to go and and you know get referrals and references because you're going to need this and uh it's going to be these things that help you if you can find a tax specialist that can save you thousands and thousands of dollars I mean, I remember on a, a deal where a guy had some losses and we were able to, he sold some apartments where he got a huge profits and he was able to take some of the losses that were in, in one name and transfer them to another. And he ended up saying oh, almost $200,000 in income tax. And that's a tax guy I know that uh, I just met this this individual, and I looked at his portfolio and said, you know, there's a few things I think you can do here, but you need to go to this third-party guy and talk to him. So that guy was able to save him, the tax tax and the legal guys were able to save him, well, well over a hundred grand in taxes, and the, the cost of it was around five grand. So, you know, especially when it comes to tax and accounting and estate planning, You want to make sure you're getting very, very good advice, and those are things I would be willing to pay a little bit more for because, you know, I mean, if you pay a little bit more up front and you don't have your family after you're gone in court for the next 20 years fighting each other over the estate because you left it a mess, what's that worth? So there's some intangibles that you've got to build into this equation too.
0: And I think, too, anecdotally, I remember back uh, when the markets were in in free fall back in 07 and 08, going into the bank one day, and I won't mention which bank, (laughs) because I thought it was very embarrassing for them, but they had a poster up. I was standing in line waiting for a teller, and I was looking at the poster, and it was them promoting the mutual funds that they offered. And I was looking at it and I thought, why do they have that up there? Because they were showing a few years of positive returns. And then two years, they absolutely got gutted. And, and the returns were, well, there weren't any returns. They were losses. Then they went back into, into profit. And I, I went in and talked to the manager and I said, you know, I, I'm kind of in the marketing business here in media. I don't think that's a really sterling example for you to be showing your customer. And they pulled the ad. Because of that, and and I don't know how it didn't get by somebody proofreading it, but that, that's a good example. Like You've got to pay attention to what's going on here, so get the advice you need. You want to do it yourself? At least get the expert advice you need to support your decisions.
1: Would that be a good way to put it? Absolutely. So if if you decide that the fee's too high in one place, you can a la carte it out. But you're and we're going to be talking about looking in the mirror and figuring out what you're good at and what you aren't. But you're probably going to have to go get some advice because most people just aren't that smart in the legal sphere. They they miss things in tax estate planning. Maybe they're no good at or they have very limited knowledge, especially if regulations change the financial plan itself they don't know how to put one up or just the investment process they're not good enough to make make decent returns over the long haul so you know you've got to you've got to look in the mirror and kind of assess your own issues too
0: okay second part of this show we'll talk a little bit about you the investor and what your part in this role is We'll be back to do that on our next installment of Making Money. Remember, if you have a question for us, you can reach us through the cfcw.com website, the Making Money link. That'll come right to our inbox. Or if you go to our website, something we're pretty proud of, letsmakemoney.ca. All our shows are archived there. You can listen to previous episodes. If you have a question, that'll come to our inbox as well, and we'll address it in future episodes of Making Money. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon.